People speak your name And think what a shame You're gone Still they know What you've left behind Lives in our hearts and minds Today Clouds of darkness came your way You've given us a brighter day And your music will be So very, very special Sometimes wealth and fame Whispered play my game But you Yes, you refuse to Genius touched your soul Fortune now your goal God's gift Is what shaped you
Welcome everybody to the latest edition of the Legends of Sports and Music. This is your host, the OGRS, the original great Rob Silver. And today, this is part two of the historical overview, the retrospective of the legendary Donnie Hathaway. I'm recording this episode on January 15th, 2023. Two days after the 34th anniversary of his untimely death, which occurred January 13th, 1979, when he fell out of his ex's hotel window in Midtown Manhattan to his death. Part one, I went over his life. I went over through his, I went over through all his mental health issues. I talked about the mental health issues in my family and why Donnie's career, Donnie's life meant so much to my family because of my family members that were afflicted with the same type of mental illness that Donnie Hathaway had. I'm not going to repeat myself on this podcast. You want to hear about Donnie's struggles with his mental issues with his mental health, I suggest go to part one, Donnie Hathaway. It's on this platform, whatever platform you're listening to, Apple, Spotify, Google, Player FM, Podcast Addict. Go to the archives. Check out Donnie Hathaway part one. Part two, today's podcast is going to be a celebration of of his life, a celebration of his music, a celebration of his legacy. And that is why I began the podcast with The Whispers 1979 classic song, A Song for Donnie. Co-written by Donnie Hathaway because they take segments of his A Song for You and Carrie Lucas who wrote new lyrics. And sung masterfully by the Whispers, especially the great brother duo of Walter Scotty Scott and Wallace Scott, the Scotty Twins, the Scott Twins, with their incredible tennis. Ladies and gentlemen, I will eventually do a show on the Whispers, but like with the Marvin Gaye podcast I did, I had to include this song as the very beginning, a song for Donnie, because it pays the ultimate tribute to the legendary Donnie Hathaway's career. In 1979, this song came out, I believe, three weeks after Donnie's untimely death. And when you hear the lyrics, when you listen to the lyrics, you hear not only the love that the whispers had for Donnie, the love that Carrie Lucas had for Donnie in writing this song, but the love that black America had for Donnie. People speak your name and think what a shame you're gone. Still they know what you left behind lives in our hearts and minds today and tomorrow. The clouds of darkness came your way. You've given us a brighter day and your music 
will be so very, very special to me, Donnie. In the history of soul music, there are only a few artists that influenced generations like Donnie did. Donnie has influenced singers today, such as Alicia Keys, such as, I know he's corny and I can't stand him, but John Legend has always stated that Donnie Hathaway was his hero. Johnny Gill, you always hear the Donny Hathaway influence in Johnny Gill's musical prowess in his singing voice. The late great Amy Whitehouse, Amy Winehouse, idolized Donny Hathaway. Mariah Carey idolized Donny Hathaway. All these great singer-songwriters idolized Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. With his flawless piano playing, his incredible songwriting, and that voice, that voice, one of the greatest singing voices in the history of, never mind soul music, music. Rolling Stone recently came out with a bullshit, bullshit, greatest singers of all time list. Man, get that shit out the way, because Donny Hathaway's top five, period. And in my personal top five, the only voice I think that was greater than Donnie was Teddy Pendergrass. I've said this many a time. Teddy Pendergrass and Donnie Hathaway were my first two musical idols. I listened to their vinyl records as a kid in the early to late 70s. From 1973, it was Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes when Teddy was the lead singer and Donnie Hathaway. All throughout the 70s. Even after Donnie died. Because in 1980. Him and Roberta Flack came out with a song. That they. Recorded. Actually they recorded it the day. Donnie died. Back together again. And I played that. And I talked about that song on Donnie Hathaway's part one. It is ironic that the two men. I idolized. At the very beginning of my life When it comes to music Both had Tragic situations occur in their life Donnie fell out of a window And died Teddy was in a Horrible car accident And spent the rest of his life Paralyzed from the neck down I it, I know too many things have happened in my life For me to deny that God exists God does exist I cannot deny That God exists God exists because I've seen too many miracles With my own eyes Things happen for a reason Ladies and gentlemen Listeners Do you think that God Took Donnie away from us At a young age And Struck Teddy down and had him wheelchair bound for the rest of his life. Even though he did come back to sing. As a way to show the world. To bring attention to the world. Their greatness. Because in what happened to these men. Helped shine a spotlight on the greatness of their talents. That probably wouldn't have happened.
had they continued living. Now, Donnie was going through hell in his life. Um, he was 33 at the time. Maybe the Lord put him out of misery. Maybe the Lord put him out of his misery. Uh, I often talked about my son who died last March. Ten months ago. And my son who was 29. Was going through hell. With mental and drug issues. Mental health and drug issues. And my ex-girlfriend Vonette. And my buddy Michael Angel, who you will hear later on with a great voice note about Donnie, both told me that God was putting my son out of his misery. But allowed my mother to live when she almost died because she still had love to give. So when I think of what happened to Donnie and Teddy... Yes, what happened to them was unfortunate and it broke my heart in both cases. My mother couldn't stop crying that day I came home from school and she heard that Donnie Hathaway had died, had been found dead on the sidewalk after falling out of a window in his Essex house hotel room. Did he use both Teddy and... Donnie to send a message to his fans to the world about the dangers of being mentally ill and not and for the people out there to take it seriously to stop not taking it seriously to, to, to start taking it seriously and with Teddy what was the message in Teddy Maybe the message was, no matter how big you are, no matter how high you are, no matter how big of a star you are, one event can change the course of your life. Now, I speak about Donnie and Teddy. Teddy and Donnie, my number one and number two greatest voices of all time. My buddy from the D.C. era, area. Future Congresswoman, ladies and gentlemen, Ma Binti, is going to give us a great voice note about the greatness of Donnie's voice and why she reveres it more than any other singer. And then we're going to play one of my all-time favorite Donnie Hathaway songs, his live concert version of You've Got a Friend. And we'll talk all about it on the other side. Hathaway, <clears throat> Donnie Hathaway. Um, uh, contrary to that bogus Rolling Stone um, list, although I do appreciate the love um, and um, acknowledgement of Aaliyah, I think very underrated as a vocalist. But that's another that's another conversation. But um, Donnie Hathaway is one of the greatest vocalists ever cross genres and I'm a person that likes many many genres of, of yeah I like um, I've been to many genres but um, his greatest instrument he, he, a man who could play piano like on my show who's classically trained and all that um, 
his greatest instrument was his, was his voice, right? Uh, a man that could evoke agony, passion, and um, longing, as well as devotion that can be both inspiring but also gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching. You know, the level of vulnerability that, and not necessarily he expresses through his lyrics, but the, but the way he sings the songs is, is really unique. Um, and it's no wonder that, you know, everybody and their mom covers Donny Hathaway, Donny Hathaway's cover of a cover, uh, cover of um, a song for you. It's no wonder. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, and as I mentioned uh, in a previous podcast, I think my favorite, um, one of my favorites is, is uh, the, the live album, These Songs For You, live because it demonstrates not only obviously his vocal ability, but his um, skillful musicianship um, the way he's able to find new angles and f- new colors and new textures uh, with really familiar songs you know uh, I think what's going on is perfection the way Marvin Gaye I think is the way I mean it's perfection there's really not much you can do on the surface but in the hands of a maestro like Donny Hathaway he finds um other emotional layers and other emotional notes. I don't say notes, but another emotional layers, I guess is a better way of saying it, that touches you. And, you know, Carol King, as I mentioned before, has the unfortunate uh, disposition of being one of the greatest American songwriters of all time, <laughs> but also being one, of, and being one of the greatest American songwriters of all time, constantly being uh, upstaged by arguably better singers, okay? Um, when people do her covers, right? Um, and um, the same can sometimes be said of uh, James Taylor as well. Um, but so you got a friend that cover is so good right it's and the the live version is better to me it's like the most amazing part because i love a call and response and you know you can not only you can tell that the audience is not highly engaged but they're having fun it's almost like you know you're watching like you were there in 1970 something when they recorded it you felt like it you felt like you were there and it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal um piece but yeah donny hathaway is one of the greatest ever to do it uh and his greatness is definitely passed down to his daughter who tonally sounds just like her father when she covers his music she doesn't like you could tell like that that's who her direct <laughs> roots are, right? And fun fact, 
I'm actually related to, to Donny Hathaway, so on my mother's side. So there's that. <laughs>
wonderfully stated by Mabinti, future Congresswoman, future United States Congresswoman, when she does run in a few years and you live in her district out there in the DMV, you better vote for that young lady because that young lady is going to make changes. Now, onto what she said about the great Donnie Hathaway's voice. Donnie Hathaway's voice, like my Bitty said, is an instrument. It's the ultimate instrument by a singer. And like she mentioned, and she mentioned something similar on the very first Donnie Hathaway podcast I did last June. In that he's the master of covers. He takes your song and makes it greater. On part one, I talked about his remakes of A Song For You. His remake of Someday We'll All Be Free. And his remake of Yesterday. His remake of Yesterday makes the Beatles original version, which is a great version. Great song. In my opinion, Yesterday is the Beatles' greatest song. Donnie's rendition makes the Beatles' rendition sound like a high school choir singing as opposed to a master soul singer like Donnie. He takes that song and makes it his own. And he does the same with You've Got a Friend, written by Carole King, and it was a massive hit by James Taylor, two great folk artists. Donnie takes a folk folk song and makes it into a powerful soul song. And the audience participation, the women in the crowd that start singing with Donnie. Oh, my God. You just call out my name. And they sound beautifully. And you hear Donnie. Donnie, you... I've never seen the video version. I've only got the audio version on as a on, on CD. I had it on vinyl. I gave it away many, many years ago to a friend of mine. But Donnie Hathaway's voice, you hear the love and joy in his voice when he goes, Oh, you guys sound great together. Oh, and Donnie doesn't have to sing. He's got his own chorus. His own backup singers singing. You just call out my name. And they are singing in unison perfectly. It reminded me of the time back in the November of 1995 when I went to see Jodeci in concert for the first time. And Devontae Swing did a piano solo for about 10 minutes by himself where he would play he would play uh he would play uh uh name that tune and then he did a Richard Marx song um I'll be here waiting for you and the audience immediately knew the song and sang in unison and Devante smiled Smile, because it wasn't a soul song he was playing. It was a big pop song. 
similar to Donnie Hathaway, 23 years earlier in 1972 when he recorded this concert for the album These Songs For You Live. I just call out your name. You just call out my name. I'll come run, see you again. And then the and then the 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 women go winter, spring, summer, and fall. All you gotta do is call. And Dottie starts singing with them. It is beautiful, beautiful, a perfect cover, a perfect song. With Donnie and the female audience members killing it. And they're singing it with all the love and passion they have. I say more for Donnie than the song itself. But they knew the song because the song was a huge hit. When James Taylor sung it. Donnie bodied that song just like he did yesterday. So once again I thank Mabinti for bringing that up. Because I believe I had Mabinti... Do her voice note before I played yesterday. And so yesterday and You've Got a Friend are my two favorite cuts from that live concert album. Mabinti perfectly broke down both songs. And you can go to the archives and check out part one. I highly recommend that show. It's my 10th most listened show of the 88 shows that are on this platform. It's been highly revered by listeners and many say it's their all-time favorite episode it's one of my top five i poured my heart and soul into that donnie hathaway podcast just an amazing song from an amazing vocalist donnie hathaway now we got a first time listener with a voice note my buddy tevin Who's old head energy on Twitter We're going to play his voice note And then we're going to listen to One of Donnie's greatest ballads In love, love, love And we'll talk about it on the other side Thanks Rob for recording this tribute To the late, great Donnie Hathaway One of the greatest pianists, composers, arrangers And vocalists in soul music history With songs like Where's the Love with Roberta Flack The Ghetto Part 1 to the soul-touching song for you, to the Christmas staple, This Christmas, which has been covered by countless artists. Just knowing that one of his last recorded songs was A Closer I Get to You with Roberta Flack makes his death at age 33 even more painful, knowing he had much more to give us musically. His legacy lives on through his music, and we thank him for the gift he gave us through his daughter, Layla Hathaway, who's a wonderful singer in her own right. Thank you, and once again, R.I.P. to Donnie Hathaway. Someone 
to take your place It was all in vain No, their lips were never quite the same No, baby When I was kissing someone new Deep inside I was missing you Fall in love with you And I don't know just what I'm gonna do Oh honey I looked out into empty space And all I saw was your sweet Love, love, love. Before I talk about love, 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 I love, love, loved Tevin's voice note. Short and to the point and big man. You've got a great voice, man. You've got a voice for radio. Uh, Tevin, you got the type of voice that we could hear overnights on a classic soul station playing all the classic, classic songs. From yesterday Including Love 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 And I want to give a special shout out To my Brother from Philly The number one Barber in Philadelphia Pennsylvania Toot the barber Number one Philadelphia Eagles fan Um, He's riding high with Jalen Hurts and his boys They got a bye They'll be playing next week Who they play next week We don't know but all I know, and I told people this, I don't I no longer follow the NFL. But two, I'm rooting for your boys because I always root for the black quarterback. And I hope, even though I'll be watching from afar, that the Eagles win it all because Jalen Hurts is not only a special football player, he's a special 
man. The man gives back to his community. He's a great family man. He's a great brother. And two, you couldn't ask for a better guy. And you know, historically, the Philadelphia Eagles have had one great black quarterback after another. Randall Cunningham and Donovan McNabb, the two best Philadelphia Eagle quarterbacks I ever saw, were both great gentlemen off the field as they were on the field. Randall Cunningham is now an ordained minister. Donovan McNabb, you never heard anything negative about his personal life, about his wife and children, about anything he's done. He's been nothing but a great man outside the outside the football field, and the same goes for Jalen Hurts. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles continue their legacy of having great men, great black men, as quarterbacks and leaders of the community. Toot told me back in June when I released the first Donnie Hathaway episode that he wanted love, love, love to be on that episode. He was disappointed it wasn't on there. I told uh, Toot, don't worry about it. Part two, I'll play it. And so I dedicate this song to my brother Toot, Toot, Toot. Toot, Toot, Toot. Love, love, love for Toot, Toot, Toot. Nothing but love for you, brother. Love, love, love. You hear the Marvin Gaye influence in Donny Hathaway doing his song Love, Love, Love. To me, it was sort of like, and I don't know this for fact, but I'm pontificating here. But I'm thinking this was Donnie's homage to Marvin's classic What's Going On album. Not What's Going On. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let's Get It On album. Love, Love, Love sounds like a song that Marvin would have sung on that album. Love, Love, Love. Why'd you take so long to come to me? The way he sings it. The way he sings it. He sings it. A la Marvin Gaye in that up-tempo way of singing a sensual soul ballad. Oh, baby, you make me fall in love with you. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. What I love about this song, this song is about him. And I've been here. I've been here. I've been there. I've been here and I've been there. This song is about a man who is trying to overcome his love of another woman by loving his current woman. He's trying to get over his ex by being with this beautiful woman, but no matter how hard he tries, he can't stop thinking about that woman, his ex. He can't stop thinking about her. He can't stop seeing her face. Like when he goes, when I was kissing someone you deep inside, I was missing you. Each time I try to find someone to take your place, it was all in vain. No, their lips were never quite the same. No, baby. This is a deep fucking song. And love, your love, every time you smile, it goes through me all the time. Day by day, I'm falling more in love with you. And that's no lie. Cross my heart. And honey, I hope to die. Because I'm not trying to mislead you. Believe me, girl, I really need you. He's singing this with the emotional angst of Marvin Gaye. And that's why I've always said that Marvin and Donnie were comparable in that. And um, shout out to 
my Chicago sister, Shay Jones, because later in the podcast, she will be talking about why she feels Donnie and Marvin a lot of like in terms of the way they sing with the emotion in their voices. And this is a perfect example. Donnie and Marvin bared their soul in their records when they were singing about love, whether they were singing about uh, the community, whether they were singing about the social climate of the day. Shit, they could be singing about tic-tac-toe. They're going to be passionate about it. That's why I've always compared Donnie to Marvin and Marvin to Donnie. Now, I prefer Donnie over Marvin, but that's not saying that Marvin is not great. Marvin, Marvin top five. Top five voice. Right? If you want to if you ask me who, in my opinion, have the five greatest voices in music history, Teddy, Donnie, Luther, Marvin, and um, you could pick the fifth member. I just mentioned my Mount Rushmore of great soul voices, of great soul singing voices. Teddy Pendergrass, Donnie Hathaway, Marvin Gaye, and Luther Vandross. Everybody else batting fifth. Maybe I put Sam Cooke at five. Sam is on that level. But those four are my top four. And in love, 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 you hear Donnie once again singing passionately, passionately about a woman he loves. And why he can't stop thinking about that woman. Uh... Great song, and I, once again, I want to thank Toot for telling me that I should play, I should have played this song on the first episode, but I'm glad I saved it for this one, because that first episode was dealing a lot with the pain and demons within Donnie and within male members of my family. Wow, love, love, love. Is more in tune with the theme of this show Which is a celebration of Donny Hathaway's greatness Okay, what's up next on the pod? We've got Lala Talking about How She's become a big fan of Donny Hathaway After listening to part one And then we're going to hear his theme song From Come back, Charleston Blue, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Hey, Rod, this is Lala. The last podcast you did on Donny Hathaway, you actually made me a fan. I did realize that I knew more of his music than I thought I did. I just, I guess I was unaware that it was him. I'm not sure why knowing who sung his songs never really piqued my interest, but I learned a lot in the last one. I'm looking forward to learning some more. Um, It it really was unsettling to learn that, um, because you did that podcast in June, and I had just turned 34. So to find out that he had passed at the tender age of 33 and due to mental issues, and I know about mental issues all too well within my own family, but yeah, that that really was kind of, you know, heartbreaking. And uh, I actually seen his daughter in 2017 and she's just as amazing as what I've learned about him. You know, uh, vocally, she's a 
she's out of this world. But uh, just thank you for having me. And I just look forward to seeing what's in store for this one. Once again, I want to thank Lala for always contributing a well-thought-out voice note that fits with the theme of the show. And she doesn't know the theme, but she always delivers with her timely voice notes. She mentioned that she became a fan of Donny Hathaway's from listening to my podcast on him part one back in June. That's one of my goals by doing this podcast. Educate, entertain, enlighten, enlighten music fans, and they discover that they actually like the artists I'm talking about. Last week's episode was on Joe. A lot of people have DM'd me and said, look, man, I used to shit on Joe, but after listening to your Joe podcast, I found found out I like Joe. Several people told me that. I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. They're like changing their minds about Joe. They didn't know how deep his music went. People been shitting on Joe for years talking about all he does is make music about stealing somebody's woman. No, Joe makes music about black love and issues in black relationships. If you haven't listened to the Joe episode, go check it out. And if you're not a fan of Joe, just listen to it. And you decide. And you could let, come back to me and tell me, you know what, man? Either, uh, Rob, you full of shit, or, oh, damn, 
damn, Rob, he he is that great. But Lala also mentioned that in her voice note that she had been listening to Donny Hathaway music and there were songs that she didn't know he did. And that she remembered and Lala, you can answer this question when you hear the podcast and you can respond on Twitter. You said you saw her in 2017. I saw her in 2017. It was either July or August of 2017. I think it was early August. Now, my memory is a little shaky. It was almost six. It was five and a half years ago. You know, a lot has happened in my life since then. But it was one of the 14 times I went to see Mary J. Blige in concert. Layla Hathaway at the theater, the Hulu Theater at Master Square Garden. Opened up for Mary. And that was also the same night that the Big Garden had Lionel Richie and Mariah Carey do a concert. So you had four heavyweights in the building at on 33rd Street and 8th Avenue. Master Square Garden, the big building. Lionel Richie and Mariah Carey. Check out part one, parts one and two of Mariah Carey's career on this platform. And in the small building, the theater, Madison Square Garden, the Hulu Theater, you had Layla, ha- Layla Hathaway open for Mary J. Blige. Check out parts one and two of Mary J. Blige's career on this platform. I've done shows on Mary. I've done shows on Mariah. Two each on both of them. And eventually... Late spring, early summer, I'll be doing a podcast on Lionel Richie, part one, The Commodores. So, Lala, I, that might be that might have been the time you saw Layla when she opened for Mary, but I'm not sure if you saw her at the garden or you or you saw her in Jersey. Let me know. As far as the song I just played, Come Back Charleston Blue, that is the title song. From the 1972 film of the same name, which was the sequel to Cotton Comes to Harlem, starring the always back then hilarious actor Godfrey Cambridge. And I want to bring up something about Godfrey Cambridge. Go check out Cotton Comes to Harlem because that's the movie that showed Hollywood that Red Fox was a star. And it was also on a run of great movies that Godfrey Cambridge did. The best being The Watermelon Man. In which Godfrey character was a white man at the beginning of the movie. Who was making every end joke was real racist. And God punishes him for being a flat out despicable racist by turning him black. (laughs) The Watermelon Man. Great political satire, highly recommended for the listeners out there. The Watermelon Man. And check out Cotton Comes Comes to Harlem. And check out the sequel, Come Back, Charleston Blue. Which was a, another great movie in the run of Godfrey Cambridge's career in the early 1970s. A forgotten Hollywood uh, black star. A forgotten man from a period... In which we had a lot of bad black exploitation movies. Gotta give Godfrey Cambridge Cambridge credit. He was in three high quality movies during that era. The Watermelon Man. Cotton Comes to Harlem. Come Back Charleston Blue. Donnie Hathaway wrote, produced, 
and scored this entire movie. Once again showing his brilliance. One of the great singer-songwriters in the history of soul music. And 1972 was a big year for him. Because you know, in a two-month period, he came out with two incredible albums. The soundtrack to Come Back Charleston Blue. And the duet album he did with Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. We'll be playing a couple of songs from that album. As well as another song from the soundtrack on the pod. Now, the next voice note. Let me see who we're talking to. See who's who, who's up next. The next voice note, I believe, is from... Yes, it is. Jay Baby is one of my youngest listeners. Look, when I look at the demographics of the listeners to this podcast, it's over 60 to 70% ages 35 and above. Jay is one of the few listeners... Under the age of 25 that listens to this podcast. Why? He was born an old soul. He's going to talk about the greatness of Donnie Hathaway. And then we're going to play another song from the Comeback Charleston Blue soundtrack, Little Ghetto Boy. And we'll talk all about it on the other side. So when it comes to Donnie Hathaway, the first thing I truly think about is the emotion his music evokes when you listen to him. And he's not the only one that does that to me, but he does that in a way where it's his own. He does that in a way where it's unique to only him. And for me, when you hear him sing, it comes from, from his gut. Like It comes from the depths of his soul. Whatever he's thinking about, whatever whatever he's putting in the paper, whatever, he's, whatever he was going through, at whatever point in his life, whenever he was making music, you felt exactly what it was what he was going through. You felt the exact emotion. You felt all the feelings he was feeling when you listened to him. And in a way, if you're like me, who's kind of a, a feel type listener, who's kind of kind of like an an emotional listener in a way, <laughs> like my guy Jr. Um, you kind of got to take your time, or you got to more so in a way you got to. You got to be in a certain mindset to play some Donny Hathaway because it's going to take you someplace. And depending on the mood you're in, it might take you someplace you don't want to be in. But if you're already in that place, it could it could help you. It could help you get out of it. I don't know if, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I hope it does. But with Donny Hathaway, it's, it's he's he's raw R&B. Like he's shoot, not even R. He's raw soul. He's like raw soulful music. He's like the rawest form of it possible. And like another example of that is is, is Phyllis Hyman. But even in a way, that's that's a different type of raw form in itself. Even though she kind of does the same thing that Donnie Hathaway does to me, as far as evoking emotion, like you'll feel exactly whatever they're going through when you hear hear their voices on a song and. One example of a Donny Hathaway song I can give where it evokes that kind of emotion is, is uh, well, it's a lot of them, but the first one that comes to mind is The Ghetto. And I knew about that song from one of my mother's friends from work. Like She she, she kind of, they got close, and so we knew, they she knew my mother's kids, and, I, and we knew her kids, right? And she would always talk about you know, that, that specific song because it relates to her and her how she grew up in her family. 
and she would always she would always tell tell me because I was like into it and like every time she would put it on I would just watch her and you could just see the emotion on her face it just takes you somewhere and she's like all in her head and she's like that's what Donnie Hathaway does to me it just it takes you someplace and she even said she doesn't play that song often but when she does it gives us some kind of peace so uh, just to reiterate one more time, like I said, Donnie Hathaway is, is it's very emotional. It's very emotional um, music that he made, and in a way, you could tell you could tell that it helped a lot of people. It's, it's therapy, and it was I guess it was therapy for him as well. And shoot, those those are the most to me. Those are some of the most special kind of artists like the the diamond in the rough so to speak so that's my thoughts on donny hathaway one of the most one of the greatest if not the greatest vocalists to ever go into a booth to ever pick up a microphone you know an extremely talented all around but rob i would like to thank you for allowing me to share my thoughts on donny hathaway and to everybody else that's listening and to everybody else that it's giving thoughts on Donnie Hathaway. Hope y'all have a great one. Peace. Little ghetto boy Playing in the ghetto street what you gonna do when you grow up And have to face responsibility Will you spend your days and nights in a pool room Will you sell camps of madness To the neighborhood little ghetto boy You already know Ghetto boy, your daddy was blown away. He robbed at the grocery store. Don't you know that was a sad, sad old day? All of your young life, you've seen such misery and pain. The world is a cruel place, and it ain't gonna change. So young, and you've got so far to go. But I don't think you'll reach a goal, young man. Hang around the pool room door. Look out, son.
will start to get better I love the comparison Jay made regarding Donnie's soul and the emotion he puts in his music with the late, great Phyllis Hyman. Both died way too young. Both passionate singers. Both dealt with demons. Now, I promise I wasn't going to deal with Donnie's inner demons on this podcast. I just want to briefly mention that Jay was on the money. Phyllis, you could make an argument that Phyllis Hyman was the female equivalent to Donnie Hathaway. And I will be doing a show sometime this year on Phyllis Hyman. And I mentioned on Twitter, there should be a Phyllis Hyman docu- uh, docu- doc- documentary movie, docu-movie, docu-series, something. And the only person that could capture her beautiful face, her incredible figure, her beautiful voice, and her beautiful soul is the very talented Jasmine Sullivan. If anybody in Hollywood is listening to this podcast, steal my idea. I don't care. I'm, I'll be 55 in a few months. Shit. I do it. Jasmine Sullivan should play Phyllis Hyman and she will body that role. It will be a star-making performance, an iconic performance, because Jasmine will deliver the goods. Great comparison, Jay. Little Ghetto Boy, Living in the Ghetto Streets, a song that was sampled by Dr. Dre on his Chronic album, and of course, Warren G., the master of the hooks, bodied. The Donnie Hathaway vocals. Little ghetto boy playing in the ghetto street. What you gonna do when you grow up and have to face responsibility? Now, you look at some of the lyrics of the song. Man, this describes Chicago where Donnie Hathaway was born. St. Louis where Donnie Hathaway was Raised New York City where I was raised Harlem in the South Bronx LA Detroit DC New Orleans you name it this song describes the pain the agony agony the trauma the day-to-day toxicity that a young ghetto boy a young black child living in the ghetto has to overcome, has to endure. Will you spend your days and nights in a pool room? Will you sell caps of madness to the neighborhood? Man. 
pool hole pool halls back in the sixties and seventies where was where a lot of drug dealers and pimps and all types of criminals were hanging out to recruit little ghetto boys. I know from experience. When I was seven years old, 1975, there was this a community center that had a pool room. And I used to take my sister Christine, who was, let me make sure I got her age right, four at the time. I was seven. She was four. And when I would go in there, the hustlers would leave us alone because they knew my father. This was when we were living on 169th Street and Sheridan Avenue in the South Bronx. Just 11 blocks away from Yankee Stadium. Walking distance. They would leave us alone because they knew my father. They knew my father's reputation. And they knew if they tried and recruit me, that my father would put them in the hospital. So they left us alone. But a lot of the other kids, they would go in there innocently, play pool, and within a month they were out peddling at that time heroin sell caps of madness in the streets blue magic whatever you want to call it caps of heroin the song continues you already know how rough life can be because you've seen so much pain and misery the trauma that young black children have to go through in america no other ethnicity in the United States can compare. No other racial group can compare their trauma to our trauma. Little ghetto boy, your daddy was blown away. He robbed that grocery store. Don't you know that was a sad, sad old day? Donnie, with that powerful voice of his, is chronicling. Many of the dangers and trauma that little ghetto boys, little black boys have to endure in America. The world is a cruel place and it ain't going to change. You're so young and you got so far to go. But I don't think you'll reach your goal, young man, hanging by the pool room door. No. When I told my father that I was going to the pool room. With my sister to the community center And I would hang out in the pool room of that community center My father told me to stop going there This was like We started going there summer of 75 By the end of the summer my father forbid us to go there He forbade us to go there And you know what? He was right Little ghetto boy When when you become a man You can make things change Hey hey if you just take a stand You gotta believe it yourself All you do You've got to fight to make it better. You'll see how other people will start believing too. Then, my son, things will start to get better. As a adolescent, as a child who first grew up doing the heroin, the heroin era of the 1970s, buildings in my South Bronx neighborhood being burnt to the ground by Thieving landlords And then the 1980s uh, As an adolescent Growing up in the crack era 
during the worst epidemic black people have ever suffered in this country. Never one time did I even think about dealing in that lifestyle. Never one time did I ever want to sell drugs. Because I saw what drugs did to my father, both selling and using. And I wasn't going to do that to my family. And I wasn't going to sell poison to the people I love in my community. You can't love your community if you're selling drugs in your community to those same brothers and sisters that you claim to love. Let's stop the bullshit, people. There are other ways to make money as a young teenage boy. Today, more than ever. I manage a courier service. We're always hiring young people. All right? There are jobs, fast food, right now, there is a need for fast food workers. And in New York City, the minimum wage is $15 an hour, and you're making more money than selling, selling drugs at the age of 15 on a corner where the drug lords and their, uh, what you call the shift supervisors, are taking the bulk of the money and giving you scraps. So let's stop the bullshit. Oh, I'm doing this because... I'm trying to get out of poverty. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing it because it's the easy way out. And the easy way out never works. I've got a poem I want to read called Eyes of a Child that I wrote back in the summer of 1998 that goes perfectly with this song. I wrote Eyes of a Child on July 28th, 1998. I cried when I saw the whites of his eyes because I saw fear and hate in his eyes. Eyes of a little boy who can't help but hide. Hide the pain and misery of his life. A life, with, a life filled with trauma after trauma. Don't mistake this for a TV drama. I pray this child makes it through all the strife. I pray that he leads a productive life. My gut tells me this won't be the case. Not with all the demons he has to face. I don't mean to be such a pessimist. But a young child's life can be such a bitch. Hello everybody. It's me again, Dumbe. I want to wish you guys a happy new year. And may your dreams come true this year now and forever so today we are here to talk about the greatness of Tony Haraway today will be a little different because like when it comes to Tony Haraway I get personal like real personal for me he's one of the most if not the most soulful singer of all time and his voice just proved just that. And you can see it in one of in my favorite song of his, I Love You More Than You'll Ever Know. That song, every time I listen to that song, I have tears in my eyes. Like I'm not talking figuratively, I'm talking for real. That song brings so much emotion out of me.
not because I particularly attach my uh, that song to a memory or what, but is that I feel what it feels like. Like I I relate to him on a personal level. I don't know if you guys get would get me on this, but that's kind of what that's kind of how I feel listening to that song because it just shows how a man like women can get vulnerable for the women we love and I pretty much love that in parallel like I'm telling you guys for real like it's just so emotional I get sentimental listening to that song particularly can't stress it hard enough how much I love it so yeah so thank you Jiro once again I'm glad I heard the other podcast already I'm glad your mom's is already back home may she be blessed and you as well and also and to the listeners I wish you guys a happy and good life thank you myself as well Is that any way for a man to carry on Do you think I want my loved one gone Said I love you More than you ever know Paycheck went. You know I brought it home to you, baby. And I never spit a red cent. Hey, is that any way for a man to carry on? Do you think I want my love alone? Said I love you more than you'll ever know. Yeah, more than you'll ever know. Now listen. 
and blood But I could be anything that you demand I could be king of everything Or just a tiny grain of sand Now tell me Is that any way for a man to carry on? Do you think that I want my love alone? I love you. More than you'll ever And Dubay favorite song is I Love You More Than You'll Ever Know by Donny Hathaway. And it is one of the most heart-wrenching ballads Donny ever sung. You've heard M. Dubay and Tevin and Jay and Lala. And, and you'll hear Shay later on talk about the emotion. That Donnie sang with. This right here. Is one of the most emotional songs. He ever sung. It's a song. About a man. Who unconditionally loves his woman. And he would go through hell and back. For her. Look at some of the lyrics on this song. And. I don't know what couples do today. I've never been married. I don't know if married couples still do this. But when I was a kid, every time my father got paid, whether it was weekly or bi-weekly, wherever he was working at the time, because of his proclivity to drink, my mother made him give her his money after he cashed his check and she would budget according to what the household needed whatever scraps me and my siblings would get for allowance wasn't much rent that was due on the first of each month heat utility before we lived in the projects we had to pay heat and electric and all that shit all right and then once we moved into the projects in 1981 the millbrook homes that was no longer on the agenda. We didn't have to pay that. But in the 70s, growing up in first out of 169th Street and Sheridan Avenue, then living on Elder and Westchester Avenue in the Bronx, only way we could have survived is if my father handed over his paycheck to my mother. He cashed his check and he had to give it to, his, to my mother, his wife. And she managed the money. And my mother had, my mother used to do this 
Because my father when he got drunk He would steal money from my mother's purse To buy his alcohol And so what my mother used to do is he used to, She used to hide the money in different parts of the apartment And whenever she needed to go Oh behind the picture frame Boom there goes a $20 bill Oh underneath a sofa cushion Here's a $10 bill so there'd be times when my father would go through her purse and he, there would be no money. He's like, what the fuck? I just gave you $300 the other day. <laughs> Where all that money going? My mother would lie and say, oh, I had to pay bills. I had to pay the rent. Such and such. Look at the lyrics. When I, when I hear the lyrics of the song, I think about my, my father's love for my mother. When I hear the song. If I ever leave you, you could say I told you so. If I ever hurt you, baby, you know I hurt myself as well. He's not. My father was never going to leave my mother because if he left my mother on Monday, by Thursday that week he'd be dead. He couldn't live without her. Is that any way for a man to carry on? You think he wants his little loved one gone? I love you, baby, more than you'll ever know. More than you'll ever know. This is what I was talking about, the next lines. When I wasn't making too much money, you know where my pay paycheck went. You know I brought it home to you, baby, and I never spent one red cent. Well, he couldn't once my mother got hold of it. But I bet you that he wanted to once he pay, uh, cashed his check. There was a couple of occasions where my father didn't show up. And he blew the money on gambling and alcohol. And there's one time. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. But I'm going to talk about it. This would have been when we were living in Elder Avenue. I was 10 years old. 1978. I was 10 years old. And... No, it wasn't Elder Avenue. It was still 169th Street and Cypress Avenue. No, it was Elder Avenue. It was Elder Avenue. Matter of fact, I think it was 1979. Because we didn't move into Elder until November of 78. We had gotten kicked out in October of 78 because my father had lost his job. And we were evicted because we fell behind on rent. Because there was no money for my father to hand over to my mother. He got a job soon after we were evicted. And then in November of 78, we moved into an apartment on Elder and Westchester Avenue. So sometime around early 1979, my father did not show up on a Friday night when he was supposed to come home with his paycheck to give to my mother, uh, his, his money. Six o'clock the following morning, Saturday morning, I take the garbage out, was my one of my chores, to dump it into the incinerator. When I go towards the incinerator, I see my father sitting on the steps with a brown bag of groceries. And I'm like, Pop, what are you doing out here? Come come inside. Come home. Come inside. Come back inside. And my father was sober as the day was. Sober as the day. And that's Mia just texting me. I will, I will, uh, I will text her back after I uh, get off, after I finish this segment. She just interrupted my train of thought Anyway My father said My father was sitting down there On on the staircase 
And my father was as sober as the day was early. He was completely sober with a bag of groceries. And I said, Pop, why don't you come inside? And my father looked at me and said, I'm not ready to go inside yet. I'm 10 years old at the time. He hands me the groceries and said, give this to your mother and tell your mother when I'm ready, I'll come inside. I come inside, I give the groceries to my mother. I say, yeah, Pop's outside, said that uh, when he's ready to come in, he'll come in. And she's like, oh, that motherfucker, I know what the fuck's going on. And she goes outside into the hallway and they get into this massive argument. Whenever my parents argued, it was over. It was either over his drinking or money. It's one or the other because my father would never cheat on my mother. My father loved my mother with every ounce of his soul. And they're screaming at each other. And I'm like, Pop, Mom, stop, stop, stop. Everybody can hear what's going on. And my mother rushed in the apartment, shoved me out the way. <laughs> And then my father ran down the stairs out of the building. What happened? He blew all his money that night on gambling and alcohol. He lost all his money. And all he had left was to buy a bag of groceries. And my mother was in her bedroom crying. And it broke my heart. Broke my heart that day seeing that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a... Show of This is a show of Celebration Alright Don't want to bring anybody down Right Just Recalling a memory That reminds me of this song I love you more Than you'll ever know And My mother's had some memory loss recently Because of the trauma of my son dying With her vascular dementia and the seven weeks she was in the hospital. But she'll never, she never forgets her husband, my father. And I have conversations with her all the time just to make sure that her memory of my father's intact. She remembers everything. Christmas Day, I sat there and I talked about Christmas's past of him. The day that he went and made a Christmas miracle when she had gotten robbed. I talked all about it on the Christmas podcast. Now, I don't want to reiterate it. And times that they had major arguments, times that he made a fool of himself. She remembers all that. And she remembers how she never loved anything more than my father. Maybe my son, her grandson, would have been a close second if not tied. But that memory... Right now is buried inside the pain she's felt after he died and the pain she endured while almost dying in the hospital. All right, I'm going to uh, pick this show up a little bit. I don't I didn't mean to bring people down. Uh, my brother Mike Angel. From Tennessee has got a great voice note And then we're going to play Take a Love Song Another great ballad By the legendary Donny Hathaway
The 60s and the 70s were a golden era for black music. Uh, you had this period that that kind of they gave us uh, Al Green, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Eddie Kendricks, Curtis Mayfield, and Donnie Hathaway. And in some respects, I think Donnie gets overlooked when you talk about those uh, classic R&B singles. Uh, maybe, probably a big reason was because, you know, of the issues he dealt with, the mental issues, and the fact that uh, his untimely death and how it happened. Uh, us as a culture, we don't really we don't really talk about mental health and things that lead to mental health. We just kind of, we kind of sweep stuff under the rug and, and keep moving because we've always had to do that. Uh, they didn't have psychiatrists for black people. You know, you, you kind of were left to your own. Uh, they got, they had rehabs and shit like that for white folks to go to that we didn't have that. So, a lot of that stuff was swept under the rug, and I think uh, some of Donny Hathaway's greatness has been kind of forgotten uh, along the way. Uh, but, you know, this is a man who was a, a singer-songwriter, producer, to the utmost. I mean, his song, uh, Someday We'll All Be Free, uh, that's kind of like a, you know, a black national anthem. Uh, the Ghetto, you know, it's a classic song. Uh, not many people have tried to redo that one. I know Too Short tried to do it, or did it, in a rap version. I mean, but uh, Donnie was uh, a legendary, a legendary talent. He was a, a, a music, he was a prodigy. He, you know, he was a student of classical music, uh, gospel you know, he was uh, a great singer and arranger. And uh, I just wish that he would get more. And, I, you know, with his daughter, Layla, doing her thing and being successful, you know, his name gets mentioned. He, he still stays on the radar uh, a little more, but not as much as he should. Uh, so much respect to Rob, you know, for gifting Donnie his flowers because... There's no doubt we would have been talking about him like we talk about Marvin Gaye and Teddy Pendergrass and Curtis Mayfield, you know, if he hadn't uh, died an untimely death and, and the circumstances surrounding it. Uh, because he was a brilliant, brilliant uh, musician.
Shout, shout out to my brother Mike For another great voice note Contributed to the podcast Talks about the great singers of the 70s The 60s and the 70s Comparing Donnie To legends like Eddie Kendricks Marvin Gaye Al Green, etc Donnie is on that level In my opinion Donnie's above all those singers He's mentioned vocally Let's talk about Donnie's vocal range Donnie traditionally a tenor But there's a lot of baritone in his voice When he sings powerfully Like in the song earlier I love you more than you'll ever know A song for you You hear the power in his voice And he levels up to a baritone But a traditional tenor He could be smooth He could be emotional He could be loving He could be all of that In Take a Love Song He's all of that Take a love song And sing He's got the baritone And then Just be good for you The best Dreams come true He sings tenor I mean and This is a perfect song For Donnie's vocal prowess To shine Take a love song and sing it Take a warm smile and wear it And take all of the love I have just for you And you'll find that it helps dreams come true For you and me too Take a glass dream and build it Take a strong heart and use it I love this fucking song Another soulful ballad Where he sings about the greatness of a love song And how a love song can inspire your love life Take a love song and sing it, yeah Take the best of life's gifts And you'll see when you do How the rest of the goodness in life Finds its own way to you Magnificent song A song He's talking about a song And this song is a perfect example A love song that can inspire you To greater heights with your significant other. Let it fill the air. Take a warm smile and you gotta wear it. Take a glad dream and build it to the sky. Never, never lose it. Once again, the emotion in Donnie's voice takes it up a notch. When he hits that crescendo I always said That Teddy Pendergrass Has the greatest voice I've ever heard In the history of music Because of that powerful baritone And after his Near fatal car accident He had to learn From one of his physicians How to sing again How to come from the gut And sing and he was almost the same Teddy after the accident that he was before the accident. 
That's how great of a voice he had. Period. Donnie, though, while I got Teddy number one, what Donnie has over Teddy is unlimited vocal range. Teddy was pure baritone. You got, you got, you got what I want. It's all power. Now, he did hit a falsetto note perfectly, and I mentioned this on the Teddy Part 2 podcast that came out a month ago, when he sang my latest, my greatest inspiration, when he went, hiya, I couldn't believe he could hit that falsetto note. But that was one instance compared to Donnie, who vocal range is exhibited on almost every song, on every ballad he ever wrote, produced, sang. You hear it. So while I say Teddy has the greatest voice, Donnie has the greatest range. When we compare range in comparison to Donnie Hathaway, I would put Prince right there with Donnie Hathaway with range. And you can hear my two Prince podcasts, especially part one, Prince the Love Ballads. When I talk about the incredible range he showcased on a door when he went from falsetto to baritone in the same song. Until the end of time. Be there, darling, till the end of all time. You see how great of a singer Donnie is when I'm comparing him to legends like Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, and Prince, the greatest of the greats. Take a Love Song is an inspiring song. It's an inspirational song. It makes you... When you hear it, grab the woman you love, or for women, grab the man you love, and be motivated to show them how much you love them. Take a warm heart. You gotta wear it. One of my all-time favorite Donnie songs. And I've played on the two podcasts combined, there will be 20 Donnie Hathaway songs 21 The 21st song is a song for Donnie That I played at the very beginning By The Whispers Dedicated to Donnie after Donnie died But If you guys are interested After you hear the podcast Hit me up on Twitter I will give you my Apple playlist Of all 21 songs That I played Combine on both Donnie podcasts On both Donnie tribute podcasts Alright Let me see who's up next My great Music historian Brother from Detroit, Michigan This man's musical knowledge Is par excellence Brother James Is going to talk about The greatness of Donnie The greatness of She is my lady and then I'm going to play She Is My Lady and talk about it on the other side. So the start of the year has been one of those very, very busy times for me. Uh, getting back into the swing of things after the holidays, after the vacation, and 
these last two weeks, I can say, last week and a half or so, I can say has been very busy for your brother here. But it's so timely for this voice note here because just uh, two days ago, as I was coming, I asked my, um, I say, hey, AI assistant, you know, play me something that is, you know, whether it be rock or soul or blues or jazz or even atmospheric stuff I have saved in my library. I'm a, I'm very prone to walking into the house and the first thing I do is talk to my AI assistant and tell them to play something from my library, whatever I'm feeling. But sometimes I'm, sometimes I just ask them to play something that I like. And this particular day, you know, it was very busy. I was very, I was around the city. I was doing a bunch of different things, but it was a good day. But I was a little, little beat up throughout the day, a little, little tired. And I came in and I said, hey, hey, assistant, play some classic soul you think, you know, I will love. And of course, it landed on the late, great, you know, Donny Hathaway. Um, for me, Donny Hathaway is just a true pioneer of what I, what I can say is that clean tone. You know, if, if Sam Cooke was the king of that very clean, pure gospel X, gospel X tone in soul music, I mean, Donny Hathaway would have to be the prince, right? I mean, he picked up the mantle of that and really ran with it. And the song that was played was She Is My Lady. And listening to it again, because it's been a while of me listening to it, but listening to it again just gave me the overall major appreciation for what Donny Hathaway was able to do vocally. I mean, She Is My Lady has almost three different parts. You have your classic soul section. You have your really church, church chordy progression. And then, you, of course, you have the orchestra section of the song where they bring in the strings. And his voice is so clear that it travels with no resistance from the different tonalities throughout the music. And you can probably hear the smile on my face through this voice note. That's why I've always loved Donny Hathaway is how clean and crisp his tone is. It doesn't have a lot of dramatics. It doesn't have a lot of theatrics. It's just very clean on pitch, on key, and it's very calming when you listen to it. It puts a smile on your face when you listen to Donny Hathaway. There's countless songs, countless songs that I know the listeners know that, man, when listen to it, it makes you feel good. And She Is My Lady is one of those that's at the top of the list for me. Hearing it again that day, coming in kind of tired, coming in kind of beat up, instantly gave me that feel good moment that I love to get from music. And the only thing I will always say about Donny Hathaway is I wish that we could have seen his music and his ability mature over the years. And he was very much gone too soon. So I appreciate you, the great, the legend, Donny Hathaway. And I also appreciate the legend, Rob Silver, for allowing us to have this space to discuss music in a very intimate deets in a very intimate setting and in this and in this format that he's having here um it is a true gem and procuring this content curating this content and putting it out there to have a documented record for legends for legends that's that impact our culture i appreciate it
I appreciate all you guys listening, and I appreciate you, brother. Till next time.
Once again, James knocks it out the park with his analysis of a legendary singer. And the song that he talked about, She Is My Lady, is a song that Donnie goes to church on us. Goes to church. You hear the gospel influence. The days of Donnie singing in a gospel choir come out in this song. She is my lady. He is preaching about how this woman that he is singing about has helped save his life. When I heard this song the other day for the first time in a long time, and this is a top five Donnie song of mine, I see God, Lord. This is what I'm going through right now. I've learned to. He starts the song off with, I learned to live for the sound of her laughter. Her sunny smile is my only light. To love her now is the sole thing that I'm after. I'll make her melody my life. She came to me when I knew I lost the meaning, lifted the shadow. From across my way She touched my heart With the sweet song She was singing Brought back the sun Into my days I don't know if the listeners Are getting tired Of me talking about When I first met Mia And The ride that we have gone through Since being together Halloween Eve October 30th It's been only two and a half months, and it's been a beautiful ride. Now, it hasn't been all gravy. We've had we've had a couple we've had a couple of arguments recently. But she'll text me and like, and she'll text me like, "Oh, what? I'm invisible now. You're not. You're not. You're, you're not responding to to what we were arguing about." And then I would text her back. Oh, I bet you look so sexy right now, Matt. And then she would text me back, stop it! <laughs> and then I'd call her and uh, we'd settle whatever petty argument we had. But her and her beautiful five-year-old daughter have brought back the son into my life. They've come at the right time. Those who are listening for the first time, I had a very tumultuous and rough 2022. My son passed away in March. I broke up with my longtime love in August. And my mother almost died twice while being hospitalized throughout the months of September and October for seven weeks. The beginning of October, I met Mia, and first and foremost, I was blown away by her natural beauty. I she, I've said this time and time again. Before I met Mia, my ex girlfriend Vonette was the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Well, between Mia and Vonette, you have to flip the coin. That's one A and one B in terms of. The most beautiful women I've ever been involved with. Both women are stunning beauties. Without a doubt. 100%. 
to see both both of them smile, either of them smile, uh, you're, you're putty in their hands. We met and then she went through some things with her ex-husband that, that uh, almost looked like it was going to be an obstacle for us. But we overcame that obstacle and it's been a beautiful ride so far. Because at the end of the day, we make each other laugh regardless of what's going on, regardless of whatever struggle we might be going through. And... I told her this the other day. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but man, I wish my father was alive. I wish my father was alive for several reasons. I wish my father was alive so I could do a boxing podcast with him at least one time and share the wealth of knowledge that he instilled in me with you guys. That would that would have been an amazing show. You could hear what he said to, to confirm what I've been saying about him on my boxing podcast throughout the last 11 and a half years. And I miss how he used to flirt with all my girlfriends. He flirted with them all. He flirted with Missy at the beginning, but then once he saw the real ugliness that she had inside, he wasn't fucking with her anymore but he, he flirted with Antoinette my ex he flirted with my ex-girlfriend uh Salima um he died in 2000 so he didn't get to meet Asia Nika Vonette and Mia but he would have really loved Vonette and Mia he would have Told them two young ladies Vonette is from Trinidad And Mia is African American But they both have Latina features They both could pass for Latinas And they've been Talked to in Spanish in stores or whatever In New York City They've been mistaken for being Latinas No, no One's a African Trini and the other one's an African American They're both black They're not black Latina women but my father would flirt with both of them because they're naturally beautiful and because they're with me. And he would be like, you know, your parents adopted you. You're really Puerto Rican. I, I know. I could tell. The way you walk, your hips, your, your, your skin complexion. And he would pour it on thick. That's what I used to love about my father. He always found a way to make the women in my life smile. Especially when he was sober. Now, when he was drunk, he poured on too thick. But when he was sober, they were uh, they were putty in his hands, and they would do anything for my father. And I wish Mia could have met my father. My father would have adored, and he would have adored Nori. Oh my God, Mia's little—he would have been spoiling Nori to death. So, uh, back to take a love song. Back to uh, Take a Love Song, perfect song about how a love song can inspire your love life. She is my lady from the same album, the self-titled Donnie Hathaway album. She is my lady is the, is the story 
like my story recently of a man who was at the bottom emotionally, mentally, and he was uplifted by the presence of the new love of his life. Oh, she is my lady. I'm a witness to the wonders of her ways. Oh, she's my lady. The solitary reason for my days. This right here hits the nail on the head when it comes to the meaning of this song. And sometimes when my burdens just seem too overbearing, the girl turns my tears with a single sigh. If I'm upset at something, if I'm worried about something, all I got to do is see me a smile and hear a voice. Nothing else matters. Magnificent song by Donny Hathaway and another one of my all-time favorite songs. Let me see who the, who the next voice note is. Oh, from my Canadian brother, Jermaine. He's going to talk about the greatness of Donny Hathaway, the greatness of the ghetto. And we're going to talk about this masterpiece of a social conscious song. The ghetto on the other side. I just like to start this off by saying the Rolling Stone top 30 or top 50 of the greatest singers. I don't even think they had Donny Hathaway in their top 10. And this is plain bullshit. If you hear this man's songs and if you hear this man's impact, that his songs have had on soul and R&B, even to this day, the impact that this song has had on people, those who had his vinyl in their homes in the 70s and 80s, those young people who were young in the 70s and 80s and grew up and still play his songs today, those of the older generation who were in tough situations, who had difficult times, who didn't have much on the table, and who would play his songs to help them get through. This man's impact will never be measured because he was too powerful of a person for anybody to that you can just measure something and say, and put him in a slot and say, he is this, or he is that, or he is this singer. He is just one of the greatest of all time. And that's that. And songs like The Ghetto, which obviously is a very popular song, but is one of my favorites. And although we don't have ghettos here in Canada, because there is a difference between a ghetto, obviously, and, you know, project housing, which we do have up here. Um, when I moved out and when I met my wife um, back then, a long, long time ago, we were in uh, housing. We were on our own. We were young and it was very difficult. So I used to play songs like this. I play Marvin Gaye or play um, Curtis Mayfield. They had songs that would lift you up, 
they had songs that would help you through these times. And I owe it to a Donny Hathaway that when I was down, I can put these songs on and listen to them and know that this is not where I'm going to remain. You know, my wife are not going to remain in this situation. And you look 30 years later and how much success that we've had and that we're still trying to climb, but we still have the mindset that we know where we came from. And we still play these type of songs because in our mind, yes, we have accumulated a lot of things. Yes, we've raised our children. And two of them are adults and they're heading, they're trajecting towards um, the goals that they've set. But the mindset is still the same. We've gotten nothing and we cannot forget that we still have a ways to go. We're not satisfied. And when you hear this song in the ghetto from Danny Hathaway, he's saying that everything will be all right, regardless of the situation and regardless of the 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 um the place where you're at in life. Whatever you're going through, depression, whether you are being swallowed by bills, whether you've been let go after 10, 15 years at your job, everything will be all right. And this is the mindset that we all need to have. It will help us get through the difficult times. It will instill motivation within us. We cannot succumb to what's going on around us that is trying to either pull us down or that is difficult whether we lost a loved one whether a loved one is going through a difficult time health-wise whether a friend has betrayed us there are so many different difficult situations that I can name and that I'm sure some of you guys who are listening to this pod right now that Rob has put together um, are going through things but just know that you know never to give up there are many things you can do to lift yourself up many different songs that you can listen to or movies that you can watch or books that you can read i choose to play songs like this to remind me where i came from to remind my wife and i and the family where we came from well that's all i'll say about this donny hathaway a legend rob thanks again for the opportunity great topic Everybody, blessings and take care. Yes, this is the ghetto. Shown up now. Oh, 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 oh,
talking about the ghetto. Jermaine hits the nail on the proverbial head when he talks about the masterpiece that the ghetto is. The song, The Ghetto. Um, I love Jermaine talking about black neighborhoods in his Canadian community. I love how he broke down the difference between communities in Canada that might be deemed the ghetto but are not ghettos. And ghettos in America. Um, I love it when people from other cultures. People from other cities. People from other countries. Give me facts about where they grew up at. Where they live. Jermaine does that all the time. His parents are West Indian. And he talks about the values that his parents instilled in him. Jermaine is a proud black man. Raised by proud black West Indian parents. Something I forgot to mention earlier. All the great African people of descent that I've met through Twitter all over the world. Canada, like Jermaine, like my sister Caramel. Um. Africa, South Africa, my brother's mech, uh, the great Grandmaster M, Matt. Then we go to other parts of Africa, of course, M. Dube, Derek, Mechalicious, young lady that from South Africa also, uh, And Winnie, and Winnie, I'm always messing up your name, brother. I'm sorry. And Winnie, all these brothers I met, and then I always hear the false narrative that people claim that Africans hate African Americans. That's some bullshit that the media spun to have us against each other. That's bullshit. Every African brother I've met in my lifetime, whether in New York City, or on social media has been nothing but gracious, gentlemanly, and friendly towards me and showered me with nothing but love. I've talked on this podcast before, one of my best friends from college, Pumsala, from Johannesburg, just like Mech, just like Grandmaster M. Soulful brother, could sing his ass off. He was a tremendous tennis player. He was on the John Jay tennis team. The college I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice In New York City And it saddened me When he left to go back to Johannesburg Because that was on the Culps of Nelson Mandela Running for president And he wanted to go back there And him and his family left the Bronx This beautiful home that they had In the Bronx Near Dyer Avenue in the Bronx Those from the Bronx know That that area Dyer Avenue, Dyer Avenue, all the way up, I mean, the northeast section of the Bronx is heavily populated by West Indians and Africans. African West Indians and Africans. 
They sold the house and they went back to South Africa. Because I remember Pumsala telling me, and I called him Puma for short. I used to call him the Great Puma. Great nickname. He was the Great Puma before Rob Silver was the Great Rob Silver. And he would tell me about how his parents fled from South Africa. Well, his mother. His father never got to leave Johannesburg. And his father died working in the mines in South Africa. But Pumzel at the time was 2021 in 1992. And he and his mother and his sister all agreed to go back to South Africa because Nelson Mandela was freed. And the rumors they heard was that Nelson Mandela was going to run for president. And they wanted to go back to South Africa to live in a non-apartheid country run by black politicians, by African politicians, no longer by the minority whites that had illegally ruled through apartheid for decades. He Puma was a great young man. I wish I could find a way to contact him, man. He went back to South Africa and he took his family and uh, he visited New York City one time in the summer of 1994. I got to see him for a brief second. He came to visit friends and that was the last I heard of Pumsala as Puma went back to South Africa. And this was during the time that Nelson Mandela had gotten elected president and Puma was happy. He was happy. He said there was still work to be done in South Africa, but no longer were they under the the, the illegal tyrants of white rule, of white supremacists in South Africa. He grew, and Puma told me, growing up in South Africa, he lived in Impoverished ghettos Impoverished ghettos That was Instituted by the Racist illegal Apartheid regime In South Africa The ghetto is a Powerful song it's a masterful Song talking about the Ghetto Do 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 sure enough though Oh and Donnie is Singing he's humming you hear him playing the piano, the musicianship on this song, the drums, the other instruments are top-notch, top-tier. Johnny is singing passionately about growing up in the ghetto, sort of like a sequel to Little Ghetto Boy. I saw one guy do this song justice. One of my all-time favorite movies. Matter of fact, it might be my favorite movie of all time. 1994's Fresh. <laughs> my, my lady just texted me. <laughs> I'll answer that question after I finish with this segment. Um, I see she keeps distracting me. Back to the Fresh. At the end of the movie Fresh, when the credits come up, they play Johnny Gill's version of The Ghetto. And Johnny Gill sounds a lot like Donny Hathaway. Sometimes when Johnny sings, I hear Donny Hathaway. I hear the spirit of Donny Hathaway in Johnny's voice. 
He kills that version. And he even throws in at the end, little ghetto boy living in the ghetto street. So he combines little ghetto boy with the ghetto. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that song is not available anywhere. Not on YouTube, not on iTunes, not on Spotify. That song wasn't part of the Fresh soundtrack. Despite the fact that the Fresh soundtrack was on Motown Records and Johnny Gill was a Motown artist, that song wasn't included on the soundtrack and it was never released as a single. I can't find it anywhere. YouTube has the film credits rolling up with Johnny singing. That's not good enough. I need, before I die, a clean-cut version of Johnny Gill's The Ghetto. It's that powerful of a song, and it's a beautiful tribute to the man, Donny Hathaway, that, in my opinion, was the biggest influence on Johnny Gill's style because Johnny Gill's singing style is heavily reminiscent of the legendary Donny Hathaway. Uh, I love my African brothers, Jermaine, African-Canadian, African-West Indian that moved to, to Canada. She keeps texting me. Uh, sweetheart, I will get back to you in a minute. Let me, uh, let me, uh, finish this segment. But back to my African brothers and sisters. Nothing but love for you guys, and you've showered me with nothing but love. Matter of fact, listenership last year. The African continent alone made up for a significant portion of my audience, especially South Africa and Nigeria and Uganda. Uganda is where I believe my brothers Kevin, Derek, and Ambrose are from. So whoever is putting out that false narrative about Africans not liking black Americans... Shut the fuck up and suck my dick and stop with the fucking divisive bullshit that you guys try to set us up with. It's bullshit. I apologize for that language, but that narrative is bullshit. Just like the narrative that black women and black men hate each other when over 90% of black people marry each other. All right, enough of my soapbox. I think Donnie Hathaway would have been proud of me. Speaking up for the love of, of our people. Alright, let me see who the next voice note is. Why, why can't I find this? Um, the next voice note is from Margaret. Margaret is going to talk about the love Donnie Hathaway. The love she has for Donnie Hathaway and the great Roberta Flack. And we'll talk all about it on the other side. I love Donnie Hathaway, and I love Donnie Hathaway because he is an icon's icon. Um, you ask all of your favorite artists who inspired them, and they will say Mr. Donnie Hathaway. And so that is why I love Donnie Hathaway. And that is one of the reasons why I've always been a huge fan of his music and his musical legacy. Um, he had a great impact on music, um, one of the most influential soul and R&B singers ever. Um, he made a Christmas song that has stood the test of time. It's not an easy thing to do, 
um, that shows you just how genius and brilliant Mr. Hathaway was. Again, his legacy lives on in so many artists who are inspired by him, um, who see him as like the gold standard of music. And so um, I've always appreciated um, how Donny Hathaway showed up in the world, in the musical world, and especially in black music. Um, and sorry that we lost Donny Hathaway much sooner than we should have. Um, but very grateful for his time here and the impact that he had and the influence that he had. I think these things are really important. Um, I think our lives um, are measured by what we do during the time we are here. And I'll say that Mr. Donnie Hathaway did a lot um, and left a legacy and left a sound and just left inspiration for so many others. And so um, he's embedded in the fabric of music still to this day. Um, we see it very blatantly and obvious with Layla. Uh, his musical legacy lives on in her voice. Big fan of her voice and her music um, because of that. And she's a talent of her own, but also so many other artists. Like I just remember when I was younger and I would read Vibe magazine and I would read other magazines and I would always look at interviews and so many artists would always um, attribute um, Donnie and his work to um, them wanting to start a career in music, right? To really make music um, their passion and, and their thing. They were inspired by Donnie, they were inspired by his sound, they were inspired by his music and all the great songs. And so I would always notice that and that is really what drew me towards Donnie Hathaway, the influence that he had on so many. Um, one of my musical icons, Miss Roberta Flack, um, also a fellow North Carolinian um, native, um, that was his duet partner. They used to always duet together. And Roberta will tell you all about Donnie's influence on her life and how grateful she was for the opportunity to collaborate with him. And so Donnie Hathaway is special to all of us. And so, yeah, um, anytime I can talk about how I've seen Mr. Donnie Hathaway show up in music and how I've noticed and really been in tune with how his legacy has been embedded and threaded throughout black music. And he came to us um, during a time with messages and songs that we really needed the most. And, and they've been able to stand the test of time. And I think all of that is really incredible. So very thankful for the life and the career of Mr. Donny Hathaway.
Margaret with a wonderful tribute not only to Donnie Hathaway, but Donnie's longtime collaborator and one of the, if not his best friend in the entire world, Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway, as you hear in You Are My Heaven, are one of the greatest duos in soul music history. Right up there with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Right up there, well, above Avant and Kiki, I botched my latest BBL, Wyatt. Damn, Kiki. When Kiki first came out, she had a perfect ass. She was pretty with a fat ass. And now she's in her early 40s with a busted BBL. Didn't make sense. Well, she had liposuction about a decade ago. I guess that messed up her curvaceous figure. Right now it's sheesh, but I digress. Yes, you had Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, and on that same level is Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. Uh, probably the two greatest du- uh, male-female duos in music history when it comes to duets. And once again, we draw the analogy and the irony. Tammy Terrell died at a very young age in her 20s while with Marvin Gaye as a duet partner. She died in his arms. I talked all about it on the Marvin Gaye Part 1 podcast. Go back and listen. Uh, Donnie died young, 33. While in the midst of making a comeback and 
recording what was going to be another duet album. And they only got to record two songs. One of them, Back Together Again, is a spectacular classic. The irony of it all. Uh, Roberta Flack right now, I believe she's in dire, dire, dire uh, physical trauma. She has, I believe, uh, the Lou Gehrig disease. So it's very disheartening to hear that. Such a legendary uh, soul singer. By the way, there was a there was a BBC documentary on Roberta Flack. If you guys can find it, I highly recommend you watch it. Phenomenal documentary on Roberta Flack and shows up. Early footage of Donnie Hathaway helping her record a song back when Donnie was first starting out, 1968-69. And it goes through Roberta Flack's entire career up until a decade ago. And Roberta Flack, in her own right, helped influence artists such as Alicia Keys and Lauryn Hill. Roberta and Donnie were a magical pair. They were so great on the mic together, singing together on stage, in the studio. When you heard them sing, you would swear, you would swear to God that they were lovers. That was how great the chemistry was. Very similar to Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Roberta Flack in the mid to late 90s hosted a radio program on Kiss FM in New York. And... She would glowingly always talk about Donnie Hathaway. The love she had for Donnie Hathaway. You could tell in Roberta Flack's voice that she loved Donnie more than any man she married. Any man she was involved with. They had a symbiotic bond between the two of them. And it's why on songs like You Are My Heaven, Be Real Black For Me, which will be the last song I play on the podcast. Where is the love? The closer I get to you, and the closer I get to you is on that very, 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 very short list of greatest duets of all time. I've got the closer I get to you right up there with Fire and Desire and Endless Love as Greatest duets of all. And of course, Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross and Tammy Turner. And no, Luther Vandross and Cheryl Lynn's version of If This World Were Mine, which I believe is greater than Marvin and Tammy's original version, If This World Were Mine. The closer I get to you, I talked all about it on the last podcast, the part one podcast that we released back in June. You are my heaven. You hear the joy of two people in love singing. They're playing. Donnie and Roberta are singing about a couple in love. Telling each other, you are my heaven. Oh, it's beautifully done. Roberta and Donnie's voices blended perfectly. Donnie with the powerful tenor, sometimes reaching baritone heights. Roberta with her beautiful, soulful song. She sounds like a bird whenever she sings her great song, her great songs, her great ballads. Like, where is the love? Like when she did Tonight 
with Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson took Donnie's place as the great duet partner for Roberta Flack. And she couldn't have picked a greater replacement than Peebo Bryson. And Peebo Bryson went on to have not only great duets with Roberta Flack, but with Celine Dion and Regina Bell. So, you see the baton being passed from Donnie to other great soul singers. The law, the law of nature. You set a standard and you'll have people picking up the pieces after you're gone. Do we miss Donnie Hathaway? Oh, of course. Just imagine had Donnie lived the last 34 years. What kind of contribution he would have done in music. He would have went down. He would have went. Had Donnie Hathaway lived. He would have went down as. On that Stevie Wonder, Prince, Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye level of greatness. With his great songwriting and that voice that was. In my opinion only second to Teddy Pendergrass. Because Donnie wrote his own music. Donnie wrote for other people. Donnie would have written masterpieces. Imagine Donnie. Had he lived. Collaborating with the legends like Babyface. Uh, Prince. Michael Jackson. Imagine him collaborating with Jamin Lewis. Unfortunately that never happened. Will never happen. But still. Despite the fact that he was only 33 years old, his discography is strong, especially the ballads he did with the legendary Roberta Flack. And prayers out to Roberta Flack. I hope her last days are filled with less pain than what she's going through right now. The next voice note will be from my great beautiful sister from Chicago, Shay Jones. She's going to talk about how Chicago loves Donnie, a natural-born Chicagoite, a national treasure from Chicago. And then we will end the show with the song Be Real Black For Me between Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. I want to thank all the listeners that contributed voice notes Shay, Margaret, Mdumbe, Jermaine, Jay, James, Lala. If I left you out, it wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry. Um, next week, we will be back with another legend that we will talk about. And that legend is the legendary Jeffrey Osborne. We will be looking at his entire career from his days as the lead singer of LTD to his great solo career in the 1980s. The 1970s, he was phenomenal with LTD. The 1980s, he was phenomenal as a soul star. One of the last great soul voices of R&B music is Jeffrey Osborne. So ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I want everybody to continue to be blessed and be a blessing. 
Hey Rob. Hey Legends family. I hope everybody is well. Um, just calling in real quick to um, contribute to the Donnie Hathaway pod, Chicago legend. Uh, just such a tragic and precious uh, story that we wish that we had more time, um, you know, in his life and more things to talk about but what he did accomplish was so amazing and you just feel it was so tragic because of all the potential um that was lost and um you know it just shows you how real mental illness is and if you don't have the right support and the right people looking out for you that it can end tragically um so just uh, rest in peace to Donnie Hathaway, but we thank you for just what you meant to Chicago, the classic music that you gave us, the way you made us feel like we were black enough, that we were, you know, soulful enough, that we were proud uh, with the way music was changing in the 70s, so all that disco and dance, you just kept kept it so soulful and kept it so Chicago um, in your travels around the world and your relationship with Roberta Flack made some classic and beautiful love songs that are timeless. Of course, this Christmas is is just forever, eternally going to be the best song of the Christmas season. Um, the ghetto just feels so Chicago. Um, yeah, it's just so many to name, but um, you can always feel the pain and the passion and the love in Donnie's music. And um, it just touches you right in the heart. And that's what's so special about it. And, um, you know, I can't imagine, you know, the demons that he was fighting in his head. <clears throat> he was still able to put out that quality of music and um, just, just having that soul within him, knowing that he was fighting all those internal battles. And again, um, just so young and so tragic. And he and uh, Marvin Gaye are the two I think about the soulful singers that were just so tragically taken away from us even before I was born. But their music is still resonating with us today and still having an impact on us today. So I just can't wait, of course, Rob, to hear what you have to say, uh, the stories that you have, and uh, to hear what other listeners are, uh, you know, going to contribute regarding the great legend Donny Hathaway, Chicago legend. I'm going too soon, but definitely not forgotten. So um, you all take care and I'll talk to y'all soon. Have a wonderful week, family. Peace.
Yeah.